If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, let the game begin. Everybody's gonna lose and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel right here on Radio Free Brooklyn, your home <coughs> for the greatest mural ever made. Yeah. And then subsequently defaced <laughs> by filthy proud boys everywhere. You knew that was going to happen, though. Did they know that? Or are you saying I knew well, we, I, one would one, one would just would assume? I, I did not assume that that was going to happen given where it was was uh, uh, muralized. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have thought necessarily it would have been a Proud Boys thing. But the fact that it, it would get defaced, it, even if it's just with, you know, totally non-political graffiti, it's just mm-hmm. everything around there gets covered with Oh, there's that. That's true. Yeah, you make a good point. I just, I'm just so, I don't know. It's a different world. Like, like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, Uh I said, oh, you're putting something up on a wall in New York City. Yeah, it's just getting, people are going to be tagging all over it. Yeah. You know, but uh, anyway, uh, this is a show where I, Josh Rubin. And I, Noldeneen. Come together once a week over a single topic, and from said topic, we come up with a boatload of ideas on how to get rich from said topic. We don't ask for any money up front. In fact, we insist you don't send us a dime until you've made all this money off the idea. You take that idea that we put out there in the into the, uh, 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 it's not a universe. Is it a matrix? Man, I got to tell you, I'm sorry I'm going off on a tangent here. If I hear one more fucking person talk about the matrix in reference to the world that we live in now, (laughs) I think my head's going to fucking explode. I wish the Wachowski brothers had never made those movies. Okay. That's just where I'm at at this point. They are overly referenced and also seem to be uh, overly embraced by very, very right people. That's the other thing I find interesting is that that the people who have co-opted it are 100% uh, uh, right-wing, quote-unquote, patriots. Yeah, take the red pill. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, everyone talks about it now. It doesn't matter. I, I just, you know, looking for videos to, to steal from for the, the tip of the week this week. Uh-huh. I just ran into this shit constantly. It really started to make my mind bleed, my brain bleed a bit. Anyway, guys, you yeah. don't ask for any money up front. You take that idea, you action it, um, you, you avoid the matrix 100%. <laughs> and, uh, and when you're spitting dollars, when you're pooping gold coins, when you're 
giving out hundred dollar bills to the because as the tooth fairy, we're talking that kind of rich guys. Then and only then, you look back upon the short period of time that it took you to get all that cashola. Say, man, those guys were right. This idea was perfect for me. I got really rich on it. I love what I do. I think I'm going to take some more ideas of this and get rich off of them. More rich. Then and only then do you do what, Noel? After you're crazy, crazy rich, rich to your wildest dreams, you say, hey, I didn't get here all on my own. Uh, I had a little help, and that help wasn't from Neo. It's not because I took a red pill. No. Is these two little tricksters who had me take the green pill, the money pill, of their ideas. <laughs> and I owe them a little something in return. Uh, and we're not going to make you have to hack in to find out. No, we're just going to come right out and tell you it's 10% of everything you made while you got rich. Tithe us. That's it. This is there a binding go, agreement, by the way. Your ears are basically signing a contract right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's absolutely right. Oh, you're still listening. Sounds like it's signed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's an oral contract. Yes. So anyway, there it is, guys. That's what we do. Um, Noel. Yeah. I haven't seen you for a whole gosh darn week. You have not. And it seems like even longer. It seems like so long. Um, Have you been, sir? Yeah, I've been all right. Um, uh, so, you know, I had mentioned before that uh, when all the lockdown and everything happened, we were right about to um, have construction done in our apartment, uh, build a room for Nigel, who at that point was unnamed. We didn't even know what sex they were. Uh, but now we know it's a little boy. His name's Nigel. And he's awesome. Um, and he has no room, but, uh, very suddenly everything's going through. And on Monday, uh, our construction starts, um, which is a a lot to deal with. Although I have to say, uh, Nan, my wonderful partner is an architect and is really dealing with most of the details. Yeah, well, uh, she's an architect. Yes, uh, but just emotionally, I'm dealing with the rest. Uh, <laughs> oh, pobrecito. <laughs> you poor thing. Well, th- there's a lot of stress around it. Uh-huh. We have to vacate our home for an undetermined amount of time. Yep. Uh, with a baby. Yep. Um, we have to somehow, uh, between now and tomorrow, clean out our closets, move all our furniture against a wall, uh, with the baby here and do our laundry. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're getting picked up by a van and taken to this apartment. Um, the amount of money it's going to cost is completely undetermined, <laughs> <laughs> but I can assure you it'll probably be every penny I have left. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Uh, and all that amidst, uh, this brewing election, uh, That's right. Which, you're not going to be in your home during the election, are I you? I really hope it. it it's going to be two weeks plus. So I really hope we're back for the election. That's my my. Not that I have anything to do 
with it to speed it up. But my aim, my goal is to get back by the election. Um, which gives them two weeks and two days. So you're not going to be home by the election. Hopefully we'll be home. <laughs> like I said, uh-huh. you're not going to be home by the election. Well, it could take two weeks, they're saying. Uh-huh. It could it could take less. Uh-huh. It could. I'm no architect. Okay. But I'm betting dollars to donuts if you ask Nan mm-hmm. how many of her jobs. Yeah. No matter how big or small, came in under the estimated date, hmm. her response would be zero. Well, yeah, uh, maybe, but you know, not every single thing needs to be done for us to be back here. Oh, right? I see. Doors don't need to be hung. Mm-hmm. Sockets don't need to be. You know, like right. Okay, I got you. As long as we're not coming back to a construction site, uh, mm-hmm. it's probably all right. Okay. Personally, I would like to be back here just because who knows if the whole world's going to explode on election day. Yeah, and you'd like to be in your apartment if that's going to be the case. That's right. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, work's been busy. Uh, Yeah, it's been a lot. Been a lot, dude. (laughs) You're just grinding through, my friend. Grinding through. Pretending it doesn't bother me. Does it feel like you have a handle on it? Does it feel like you're faking it? I'm faking I have a handle. Whether yeah. or not I do, I'm faking that I do. <laughs> that's that's that you and everyone else, I think that's that's the 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 mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe I do. Maybe I got the handle on it. Maybe I got it under control. But I don't know. So I'm just assuming I I'm, I'm assuming everything's under control. Mm-hmm. Look at me rock. Mm-hmm. And how's how's Nan handling it? She seems like a pro. Just looking, yeah, she doesn't give a shit. No, she's just rolling with it. Yeah, she's like, I gave birth. She's a little stressed about like today. She started getting a little stressed just about like how we're gonna get this all done in time. Mm-hmm. To which I was like, well, maybe I'll just have to come back here on Sunday and finish the apartment. Right. Um. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I, yeah. I, the whole construction thing kind of is a, a new thing for me, too. It's chaos, man. It's nothing but chaos. Yeah. That's the problem with construction. That always been every time Deb asked me to do anything construction-like around the house, mm-hmm. I balk at it because I'm like, I don't know what fucking can of worms I'm opening up here. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, in theory, it's a simple request. Right. You know, sure. I can change a light. I don't need to be. I'm not a fucking licensed electrician, but, you know, I know enough electrical thing to change a light. When I take that light down in this 800 year old house, I could be opening up Pandora's box. Yes. I could be I could be, you know, just setting us up for the biggest house fire in the (laughs) history of New York. I, I, I get really stressed about lights, about anything electric trying to do. I I don't I have no business doing that. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why, but I I don't know you on this level, but I don't see you ever even like using a hammer. 
Like I, construction does not seem like something that you had ever done or had any interest in ever doing. No, no, yeah, no. I, like I did the, have a gig like, for my uncle at one point, helping put mm-hmm. together office systems. So like those modular desks and stuff that. Uh, yeah, that's cubes. not construction. That's construction. My book. <laughs> that's IKEA. That's that's as constructiony as I get. It it is. It's like yeah. industrial IKEA. Uh huh. That's as yeah. as constructiony as I get. Yeah, I feel like to you, construction is the sports of jobs. Yes. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, guys. Anyway, this conversation had nothing to do with the topic today. But I know what it is. Uh huh. Do you know the topic? They had a lot to do. With the topic. <laughs> okay, what's the topic today? The topic today is faking it. How to uh, just smile when the world burns around you, all the way to the top. Yeah. Yeah. So Noel. Yeah. You've made money by faking it all your life. <laughs> How are you going to get incredibly rich? Oh, let me tell you. I've just decided myself not to do this. <laughs> <laughs> but I could have at any time. Um, <coughs> so faking it, right? What, as I said, you know, smiling, you're smiling while the w- world burns around you. Let everyone think that you know more than you do, that you're happier than you are that you've got things more together than you do. Um, it's pretty apt right now. Uh, I think we're all just kind of faking it at this point. Certainly the president of the United States has been. Oh, he's definitely faking his uh, expertise. That's for sure. Um, anyone else is faking, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're stuck in this endless loop of disease right now um that really uh i think it's really set into people how screwed we are how it's going nowhere soon um for a while <laughs> yeah and and doesn't matter who's in office no matter who's in office and you can't intimidate a virus no <laughs> it's like kind of a force of nature like the tide. You can't intimidate it. You can't wish it away. You can't stand up to it. Mm-mm. You can't uh, uh, show it who's boss. No. You can't uh, 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 con can't, it or sell it in some fashion. No. Dodge it when it runs at you and think, ah, ha, ha, now I'm free. Yeah. You There's can't no talk about how you're immune moment. to it when no one knows. Mm-hmm. But whatever. So a lot of people right now uh, are just sitting at home, trying to look happy, trying to seem happy, uh, and I and I've got a a lot better than a lot of people, right? There, there's a lot of people right now, like whatever it is, twenty million people in like two months declared, uh, or unemployed, mm-hmm. right? Luckily, luckily, not me. Uh, very luckily, um, a lot of them are waiters, things like that, retail, although they're starting to come back, 
A lot aren't though. A lot are offices. They're just like, nope, not going to do it. Right. Yep. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm going to get back to my point is, which is, uh, faking it. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing it. You're doing a not great job of it right now. I'm faking it. Um, so a bunch of years back, I'd gone through a bad breakup. Um, and I was a real sad sack about it. You? Oh, yeah. Uh, I was a real sad sack. And uh, a friend I would see around told me something her grandmother used to say. which I And, and I thought this was, it was hilarious that it came from a grandmother. Mm-hmm. It was chin up, tits out. Right? Chin up, tits out. Hold your chin up. Stick your chest out, shoulders back, and uh, and and be miserable, but chin up, tits out, right? Uh, and uh, whenever she'd see me for a little bit, she'd tell me, you know, hey, no, chin up, tits out, right? Uh, and I would, and it would make me feel a little bit better, just you know, not slumping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But it also did something where other people around me wouldn't see me looking like a bump on a log mm-hmm. and uh, would treat me normally instead of like a wounded animal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, and it just kind of like led you away from this sad place. Um, so years later, I have to say, I always look back at that and I think it's one of the best pieces of advice anyone's ever given me. Uh, and essentially... What chin up tits out is, is fake it till you make it, right? Just, just look like you're dealing with things, and uh, eventually you will, right? Mm-hmm. Um, don't telegraph to people that you aren't worthy before they can realize that you aren't, right? Uh-huh. Uh. And it works all over the place, right? I like the idea of don't let them know before they realize it on their own. Well, because maybe maybe you can get out of that spot by the time they mm-hmm. realize it. Um, and it works all over the place, right? So you know, improv and acting, the whole fake it till you make it thing is, is very much a, a real thing that's taught. They may have different words for it sometimes, but it's really, you know. Take the stage with confidence. That's fake it till you make it, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's a lot going on with acting and improv. That's all about faking it. Um, uh, it's a slogan in twelve-step programs: "Fake it till you make it." Uh, it's huge with the self-help, life coaching slash financial huckster seminar circuit. Out there, which we which we hope to be on which one of these days. Which we hope to be on one of these days, right? Uh, you know, walk into that office, dress the part, dress for the job you want. That's faking it. That's faking it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, walk in and look the guy in the eye and give a good handshake. If that's not even if that's not your demeanor, that's faking it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, all these things that they try to tell you are how to fake it until you can figure out what it is that you're faking. And hopefully by the time before they realize you're faking it, you've actually learned what you need to know to be there. 
Um, so doing this, it does. It opens doors. It allows you to move on up, right? Uh, but I really thought about all this that's going on with it. And does it really have a place in today's world, right? A, a, a virus doesn't care if you look confident. <clears throat> um, that's true. You know, as I was saying, millions of people have lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, businesses are cutting back. And uh, not only are they just firing people, but they're also trying to figure out where they can replace seasoned professionals with things like recent grads and underachievers, you know, people that aren't going to cost them as much, mm-hmm. where they can cap how much this person's ever going to make and still get the job done well enough, you know? So, you know. If you're this grad that's out there, you might want to fake it and look a little more confident than you are and and hopefully land a job. Uh, Really, though, you're going to get that job if they need someone to get that job. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're there before the hordes of other people that want that job. I was going to say, you don't even have to fake it to make it, I think, in those situations. You just have to be young enough and willing to work for any amount of money. Exactly. Exactly, right? Um, but the thing is, there's a lot of these people that have been fired now, uh, they're people that, you know, are seasoned. They're people that have been around the office and uh, they paid their dues and they learned their chops, you know? Uh, they've got years under their belt. Uh, and if that's you and you've recently lost your job, I hate to tell you, you're screwed. Uh, you're not going out and finding a, walking into a middle management position right now. Uh, upper management position, uh, things like that, you're screwed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, faking it isn't going to create the niche jobs that you're qualified for. And, uh, you know, your, your people skills that you've gotten under your belt and all these presentation skills and all this stuff, no one knows if all your efficiencies you've built up. No one knows if they're ever, ever going to be needed again in mm-hmm. the workplace. And if they are, not for quite some time, right? The only thing still the same right now, your bank still expects you to pay your mortgage. True that. Right? The rest of the terrain has changed. So, you know, if you were to go out there, if you're one of these seasoned professionals Mm -hmm. and try applying for the jobs that are hiring, right? Call center, uh, you know, just some some sort of data entry. Lift driver. Lift, well, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about office jobs from home, really. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, okay. You know, whatever it is, any kind of lower level office job that they're hiring the grads for. They've already worked out this system. They had you, the seasoned professional, work out a system that even a dummy can do. And now the economy's gone down. They fired you, and all they want to hire are dummies. Mm-hmm. Right? You put out your application for this job, they're going to look at it and laugh. They're going to be like, no, we're not hiring this person. 
right? Uh, for some reason, even though that they these jobs they consider to be expendable employees, they're not going to take someone that they think is going to quit the first chance they get. That's true, right? Which makes no sense to me. Um, right. So, what are these people going to do? How are they going to get a job? You know, chin out, tits up doesn't work for them. You're going to start up a uh, professional training, retraining service for these people, a placement service. Mm-hmm. You're going to call yourself chin in, tits down. <laughs> Right, you're gonna you're gonna teach them how to come off not so professional <coughs> in their interviews. Mm-hmm. You're gonna teach them how to look like a schlub who's never getting anywhere. Who, uh, hey, that person will fill the job fine, right? Uh, and you're gonna land them these low-level office jobs that are hiring right now. And here's the thing. These people, though, have really built up some skills. And they've built up lots of efficiencies. And they can sit down and crank. They they know what, when someone tells them how to do something, they know how to do it. They know how to get it done. They know how mm-hmm. to do it efficiently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so your placement service isn't just going to find these people a job. You're going to find them 10 jobs. 10 of these lower level jobs. Mm-hmm. Each job's going to think that they're the only person hiring this schlub. But uh, they're going to crank out the work. They're going to make as much money as they were before because they're doing 10 of these jobs. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're going to make a lot of money for the placement service. And uh, everyone's going to be happy. People are going to be eating again. Food. Eating food. Steaks. Wow. Yeah. Uh Uh, And that's it. Yeah, a lot of money in it. There is. I think the biggest money is in the naming of the business. <laughs> yeah. Chin in, tits down. Uh-huh. I like it. Well, there you go, guys. C-I-T-D, you call yourself. That was, that was depressing. Well, hey, it's the world we live in. You know, I tend to look at it in another way. This is all going to be over soon. Yeah, all right. And we're all going to not be wearing masks again. And you're going to have a lot of depressed people walking around this this city, all cities around the world. You're going to have people who are sad because they've lost their jobs and they may never get one back. You're yeah. going to have people sad because they've lost family members to this horrendous disease. You're going to have people sad that despite the fact that they voted in someone and they were hoping for some sort of radical change that there's only so much you can do. And what do people need? People need a smile. Okay. But it's hard to smile when that's going on. Researchers in the University of Southern Australia have said that smiling triggers certain facial muscles which can trick your brain into feeling more positive. So what they did was they were trying to figure out ways to see if faking smiling meaning just smiling for the sake of smiling, not because you're happy, not because you are uh, uh, something made you laugh or something made you smile, 
would have the same effects on your brain as actual smiling. So what they did is they had participants hold a pen between their teeth, which forced their face to use the same muscles as a smile. And the experiment revealed that the movement alters both facial and body expressions, which then generate more uplifting emotions. The uh, uh, person in charge, whose name I don't remember. Oh, here it is. Dr. Marmolejo Ramos. Marmolejo. I think that's marmalade in Spanish. Yeah. But I don't know that for a fact. But the fact that his name is Marmalade Ramos Makes me smile. <laughs> um, and they say when you forcefully practice smiling, it stimulates the amygdala, which okay. we've talked about many times on this show. It is the emotional center of the brain, which then releases neurotransmitters to encourage an emotionally positive state. If we can trick the brain into perceiving stimuli as happy, then we can potentially use this mechanism to boost mental health all right now that's on the individual smiling they then did a study that they replicated apparently there was a well-known uh, uh or, or somewhat you know well-known in the in in the smile study community called the covert smile experiment um where they evaluated how many p how people interpret a range of facial expressions meaning like frowns smiles no expression at all um and it's funny when i looked up the covert smile experiment 90 percent of the hits that came up on google had to do with covert narcissism okay which i was like just because i said covert doesn't mean i'm talking about a narcissist yeah but amazingly i'm finding just as an aside, many of my searches these days bring me to narcissism in some fashion. Okay. I'm wondering if, if, if Google's at the point sort of like my phone where it just knows who I am. Well, it does build an al algorithm, and our yeah. research for our shows uh, really messes that up. <laughs> yeah. Well, my <laughs> really algorithm does. clearly takes me to narcissism every time. Um, anyway... So they did the same pen and teeth mechanism thing where someone bit down on a pen and looked like they were grimacing with or smiling with a pen in their mouth. And it showed that people responded positively to people that were doing that versus people who weren't even pretending to smile. So this gave me an idea. There's going to be a lot of depressed people walking around on the street when the masks are off. You're going to see a lot of unhappy people mm -hmm. that just can't deal with what's going on. And everyone's going to need a smile on their face. They're going to need to feel positive. They're going to need to feel upbeat. The government's going to need governments around the world are going to need their people to feel like they can do it that hanging in there is an option. And the only way to do that is to change your attitude and you change your attitude with a smile. Now I have been getting ads on all of my social medias, all one of them <laughs> that I pay any attention to <laughs> for mouth guards to help snoring. Now I have not looked these up just as an aside. I think my phone just hears me snoring. Maybe that's what I think. That's what I think. And so now I'm getting, 
But their mouth guards that go in your mouth and press your tongue down and put your teeth in a certain position. Well, why don't you know? And then I was also thinking about they have that thing. There was that 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 challenge that was going on for a while where you put the uh, the mouth thing in that spread your teeth open. It was like uh, it was like uh, 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 a speculum or something that a gynecologist uses. Mm -hmm. Just spread your mouth and then you had to talk and people had to figure out what the hell it was you were trying to say. Anyway, you don't know it. That's fine. Um, but why aren't you guys out there making mouth guards that put your face into a smile? Yeah. Right? Just put your face into a permanent smile. You're walking down the street and you've got a mouth guard and you've got a big shit-eating grin on your face. Mm -hmm. And yet you haven't eaten any shit. You've just got a mouth guard in. People are going to see you and they're going to look how happy that dude is and they're going to smile. You know who's going to pay you for all of this? Who? The government's going to pay you for all of this because they need people to be positive. Yes. They need people to be ready to roll. They need people to say, hey, I'm an American. I'm a Brit. I'm a European. I'm a Frenchman, which is a European. <laughs> and everyone needs to smile. Mm -hmm. Even the Russians need to smile and they never smile. Yeah. So there you go. That's my idea. That's great. Yeah. Make it at home. Yep. Sell them. Yep. That's fantastic. If you guys, uh, I, once again, I, I almost launched into, if you want to give some Josh, some money to Josh right but now. But you can't but, uh, give it to us anymore. We can't. They took that button away. Uh, you, you, you got to wait to get rich to give us money. Uh, but if you still want to give Radio I mean, Free you could, Brooklyn you could money, probably send us some change in an envelope to Radio Free Brooklyn and they'll get that. it to us. Yeah, you could send them cash to Radio Free Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to send Radio Free Brooklyn some money uh, and maybe put a note with that and say, hey, use this money to build a button to, so we can donate to Josh and all, uh, <laughs> you can do that. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. Go to the Get I uh, No, just on the RadioFreeBrooklyn.com page. <laughs> Hit the Sponsor button and uh, pledge an amount. All that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn, and you get to feel like a champ for supporting the arts and community radio, and you get a tax break because Radio Free Brooklyn's a 501c3 charitable organization doing wonderful things like putting us on the air, putting better shows on the air. <laughs> Building the wall of lies, right? I uh, wish there's more to come with the wall of lies from what I've heard. Uh, what do you mean? I mean, they're... Ixnay on the Ixpay. Can't say nothing. Well, then why do you bring it up, Because it's a teaser. Tease my nuts. That's right. Tease your nuts. <laughs> um, I wonder if that was a big thing in Britain. You know how here it was like that D's nuts? I wonder if yeah. in Britain they were like, tease nuts. <laughs> Would you like a cup of tea? Oh, that sounds wonderful. Tease nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's the only political sticker I, I, I've, I've had was D's nuts 2020. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. By 2020, he means the vision that you need to see them. Um, if you want to support Radio Free Brooklyn in other ways, you can... Subscribe to the newsletter. You can. Uh, <laughs> that was brilliant, Josh. I don't know why you're scoffing at that one. That was so bad. It was so brilliant. That was so bad. I, I was <laughs> left speechless by how bad that was. Uh, dude, it's been a rough week. Uh, uh. 
You, you can go on Amazon and you can uh, set Radio Free Brooklyn for, to be your Amazon Smile Charity. Uh, and when you make purchases on Amazon, you spend nothing extra, and Amazon will kick a tiny piece over to Radio Free Brooklyn. It doesn't add up to much, but if enough people do it, maybe it will add up to something. Hey, uh, we bought something on Amazon Sale Day or whatever the fuck it was oh, you called. Did. Yeah. What'd you we, get? We got. Uh, I got an uh, air filtration system for the basement. All right. That's great. Got to get back to work, my friend. Yeah. BTW. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do that too, guys. Um, so, in thanks for letting us schlep sh- our schleps, Josh finds another way to get you rich. He just shoehorns in there just so that you know that you're loved. So, Mr. Josh, please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. October 23rd, the world officially goes psycho. October 23rd is when we move into Scorpio, okay? Millionaires do not study astrology. Billionaires do. Mm. What? Slow motion this side. Mm. Because they know we are governed by the stars. We are governed by the planets. Everything in this dimension is governed by the heavens, the stars. And this is why astrology, the oldest science, is coming out with all of these predictions and they're coming out to be true. Okay? In the Roman mythology, Scorpio is ruled by Mars. In the Roman mythology, Mars is the god of war. You've got to ask yourself, why does Elon Musk want to get off this planet? Because they know shit's about to hit the fan. There you go, guys. If you want to make any money in the Matrix, uh-huh. like all the billionaires out there, you got to study your astrology. Yeah, that's all. Come on, guys. Because they all know. They all know. The shit's going to hit the fan. October 23rd. I had to listen to 35 minutes of that whack job. (laughs) That guy has over a quarter of a million followers. Wow. And that's the kind of shit that he spews. Wow. Wow. We should be on YouTube. (laughs) I, I don't know if I could fake it well enough to make it on YouTube. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're we're better. You can't see us. We might look big and powerful. Yeah, I can modulate the tone of my voice, but my face, I can't. I can't stop at all. Okay, is it October twenty third or twenty fourth that early voting starts? I don't know. It's twenty third or twenty fourth. Do you know? I have a question for you. <clears throat> the answer is I don't know, but go ahead. Okay. I was going to ask. Do you know for early voting? Do you? have to go to an assigned place or can you go to any early voting site? I don't know. I was under the impression that early voting in New York was entirely just taking your, your mail-in ballot and dropping it off by hand. Not anymore. No. Now they have actual poll places that you go in and you vote just like <clears throat> you would on the day. They got the machines. I did not know that. They got everything. Uh, they, you get the printout, you scan it into the scanner. 
Um, it's exactly like voting on election day, only you walk in, you do it, and you walk out. I was going to be a poll worker. Did I tell you this? Uh, then then the, the poll broke? The oh, poll dancer. my God. <laughs> yes, I broke the poll. I'm a big boy. <laughs> um, I got a lot of chafing. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of chafing. You're like... Put some gold bond on that pole before I go out. <laughs> yeah, but I decided not to do it because <clears throat> number the main reason was because yeah. it starts <clears throat> when you do poll work, you're there from five in the morning till nine at night. All right. You have no indication of where you're going to be. They will put you wherever they need someone. Okay. Which is understandable and fine. But like if you live where I live and they need someone in Fordham. Yeah then you're going to have to get out to Fordham at five o'clock in the morning with no uh, public transportation running uh, until six or seven in the morning. Mm -hmm. do, do th I wonder if they really do, though, because uh, I know I, that from mm -hmm. where I used to live, I lived same place for a very long time. <clears throat> and. Uh, so I recognize a lot of people that lived in the neighborhood, sure. whether or not I knew them, I just see them all the time. And the people working the polls, half of them were people that you'd see around the neighborhood. My experience in the polls by us is I, I only, I recognize the same people working the polls every year, but I did not recognize any of them from the neighborhood. Okay. Um, but it's also, you know, there, there's never been such a shortage of poll workers That's like they, that's true like they currently have. And it's, you know, neighborhood to neighborhood. I mean, I'm sure in an ideal world, they would put you someplace where you could just roll out of bed and walk there. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I was, I, I, I was talking to someone who's done this the past few years and they were like, yeah, there've been one or two years where they've been like in their poll for their neighborhood, for where they, you know, for where they live yeah. and other times where they've been out in the middle of nowhere. Okay. You did, there's just no rhyme, no reason, right or wrong to it. You know, so. you're not allowed to wear like uh, campaign gear mm -hmm. when you go. What would happen if you went and voted and you're at that little thing that kind of wraps around you that you're voting and you take, you're done voting, you take your jacket off and turn it inside out and it's just like Biden. And then you walk out of there with that. I'm sure it'll be fine. I cannot imagine how many people, uh, Trump supporters, are going to go vote with MAGA hats on and Trump T-shirts on and all these poll watchers that he's sending out there, mm -hmm. all these random citizens who are going to show up with their guns and their MAGA flags and all that shit to keep an eye on people yeah. uh, and intimidate voters. Um, you know, they're going to be doing all of that, and there's nothing going to be done about it. Yeah. Anyway, no. Anyway, he's going down so hard. Yeah, so I think hard. So. And then you know what we got to do is we need to surround the frickin' White House with millions of people with pitchforks to stop him from just looting the till before he leaves. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> you know, when we came up with this topic, we weren't just talking about smiling. We weren't talking about how to fake an accent to get a lady or something like that. We were, we were pretty specific, even though this topic could be applied in much broader sense. 
we knew what we were talking about was the world that we live in today. How do we f- make money off of helping people fake it like they're not falling apart and unhappy? Well, that's what we knew. We didn't even discuss it, actually. And all our topics are on that. Mm-hmm. Right? My, so, my, mine isn't. Oh, really? Yeah. My, my next one isn't. But go ahead. Okay. So for this one, I'm going to hit this one right on the head. Okay. everyone's falling apart. Well, not everyone. A lot of people are falling apart. You are. Uh, I don't know if you listen to podcasts. I think every podcast on the air now. Was that directed at me or when you say you or you talking you, to our listeners? I was talking to you. You know I listen to some podcasts, okay. not very many. What, We've had this discussion what, a million times. What have all the ads turned to? What have all the ads turned to? Yeah. Uh, a lot of like simply safe. Oh, okay. All right. The other one, better help, which is uh, online therapy. Oh yeah, I've because heard a couple of those. People are many. falling apart. Um, they're 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 sitting at home. They're freaking out. They're getting sick. They're getting crazed about the election. Uh, there's this, I don't know how, know how it's a sudden real realization, but maybe it's just a sudden acceptance of the knowledge that people have been telling them that, you know, we may have another year of this, uh, e- even if there's a vaccine, it's going to take a long time to ramp up, to get out, to, to do everything right. A lot of people just don't know if they can take it. Right. Uh, and They, they don't want everyone to see them falling apart, right? And, uh, you know, a, a lot of grandmas and stuff used to give the advice to women like, oh, if you don't feel bad, feel good, just put on a, a new coat of lipstick and walk out there, right? Or some grandmas would say chin up, tits out. Or chin up, tits out, right? Uh, but But the way we're interacting with people anymore, you can't just do that. You know what my grandmother used to say to me? What? This is her uplifting words to me. Do you think you're going to become anything looking like that? <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. Uh, um, so we need to conquer the world to give this image of happiness out to people in the ways that we're dealing with them now. Um, and a lot of people just, you know, they're fine falling apart. They just don't want everyone to realize it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so with, this is kind of a tiered platform. I'm going to start with the platinum tier, right? Okay. Uh, well, it's only two tiers. This is like an MLM, so it's platinum and gold? It's platinum and and bronze. And br- Oh, wow. It, there's so a there's big difference between, between platinum and gold. Uh, so uh, I had read a book uh, a while back by Otessa Moshfeng. That's a made-up name. (laughs) And it was called uh, My Year of Rest and Relaxation. It was voted one of the best books of the year on many lists, uh, which is why I had read it. One of the best humorous books. Um, And it was all right. Um, And basically what it's about is this woman who's falling apart. Um, 
And she decides that what she's going to do is find a, uh, not really on the up and up uh, psychiatrist, and get way too many meds prescribed to her and knock herself unconscious for a year. Jesus Christ. And she Uh talks some artist into like, he can come and take pictures of her sleeping body and uh, make sure that when she wakes up like once a day for 15 minutes, there's like a pizza there and I forget what else, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, that's kind of along the lines of what many people would like to do is turn, turn, just turn off for a while for for the next year until this is over. Right. Um, but you don't want to, you want people to still think that you're doing great. Right. So how are you going to so do like, that? I know when you're asleep, you put in your smile mouth guard, you put in your smile mouth guard and uh, you're just smiling while you're sleeping. People are like, my God, no. they're even happy when they're sleeping. So I, I don't know about you, but my social life now, really has been reduced to who I happen to bump into when I'm walking Nigel. That's it. Um, that's, to be quite honest with you, that's been my social life for the past 10 or 15 years. <laughs> Not with Nigel, obviously, but with yeah. whatever dog I have. But the 99% of people's uh, social life now is all on uh, like Facebook and social media. And Zoom. Yeah, sure, Zoom. Um, So what you're going to do is you are platinum plan. Uh, You're going to allow yourself to be basically knocked out for a year. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we got the meds. We have the science behind it. This isn't going to be some quack doing it. It's going to be well prescribed. Uh, You're going to turn off for a year, and they're going to keep your social media rolling, making it look like you're living a uh, happy, fulfilling life, right? Uh, They're going to... Maybe take a photo shoot of you before this starts so they have a backlog of pictures, but they're also just going to kind of digitize your face so they can get it on a bunch of other pictures. Pictures of you like learning how to make brownies. Look, I made my quarantine bread, you know. Oh, you can have a whole... I have thousands of pictures of Nigel, right? Oh, look at all... Look at look at my nephew growing up. My great yeah, new you, nephew. You do have thousands of pictures of Nigel and you send them all to me. Oh, I didn't send you one today. I took... Maybe the best picture I have taken of Nigel yet today. I'll send it to you after. Of course you will. <laughs> you, 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 you won't even believe how good this picture is. Okay. I'll send it All to right. you right now. What am I, who am I kidding? Um, right? So according to everyone, you'll be living a fulfilling life. You'll have uh, recordings in your uh, apartment that play. Right, they'll be having recordings of you having loud sex, of uh, someone will go in there and light scented candles that make it smell like you're ha- making these incredible meals. Your neighbors will be like, "This person is living their best life." Um, Facebook, Instagram, already we covered that. They're going to be thinking you're living your best life. No, you're not. You're knocked out, waiting for this to be over so you can wake up and live a normal life. Um, so that, that's the platinum plan. Mm-hmm. Um, the bronze plan, you know, whether, whether or not you don't want to spend the money, you, uh, 
for whatever reason, maybe you're optimistic. You're like, I just got to get through this election and it'll, and it'll be better come January 20th. Right. Um, and you just don't want to see people to see how fallen apart you are. You want it to look like you're still doing well. So we got two things for you. We have uh, an iPhone 12 Pro Max flask. So it looks like you've got the new iPhone 12 <laughs> Pro Max. No, it's, it's your little flask of whiskey that you're nipping at all the time, trying to get through your day. And uh, we've got a quirky hand-knit uh, mask. Looks like, ah, this person had fun sewing it. It's specially designed to uh, filter out the smell of alcohol uh, as you go about your day. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's it. That's two tiers. That's quite a difference. It really is a platinum and a bronze. Yeah. There really is no in-between <laughs> There's with no that. There's no in-between. There's no gold. There's no silver. <laughs> <laughs> that's more like platinum and lead. Sure. It, you might call it that. Uh-huh. Well, that's a solid idea, Noel. Like all your ideas, solid. Uh, you know what? One of the great fakey things of uh, faking it till you make it sort of things is. What? It's people who manage to get their way through into award shows. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, that is the ultimate in faking it till you make it. That is people sh giving off exuding confidence giving off the sense that they belong somewhere that they clearly do not. Yeah. And just managing to make their way in and, and doing it. And there are people who do, there are YouTube channels out there now that that's what it is. People get challenged to make, to, to go into various, you know, whether it be the Emmys, the Oscars, whatever it may be. Um, the best one though, that I think I, I read about was just so specifically was this guy in Australia wanted to uh, go see this band called Peking Duck that it was his favorite band. He wanted to get backstage with them. So what he did is he went to their Wikipedia page, edited it to put his name in as one of their relatives. Really? Then went backstage and showed the security guards, I'm their cousin. Look, this is me on the Wikipedia page and showed his, his info and they let him get through. That's brilliant. And the band was so impressed, they actually they actually posted it out on like Twitter or something like that, mm -hmm. that this dude did that and he got backstage and had a beer with them. Um, but anyway, especially with, you know, as we've been told by the greatest president in the history of presidents, uh, we're turning the corner on COVID. Things oh, yeah. are, are rolling back into normal. And one thing that's going to be coming back is award shows. Mm-hmm places where people can gather and celebrate their success. And how many people are out there that would love to go to a word show, but can't get in and don't have the balls to try to fake it themselves. Most, right? Most, people. most, right. There are thousands and thousands of people. There are thousands and thousands of people who would pay good money to have someone take them into an award show. Yeah. And that's what you're going to do. You're going to be one of those people. You're going to be a sneaker inner. And instead of just sneaking yourself in or you and a friend, you're going to have people pay you mm -hmm. to sneak them into the award shows. Top dollar, big money, so they can rub elbows with the great stars of the world, whether it be Peking Duck 
or Zac Efron. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Seth Rogen, even. They'll pay you to get them in, and really, they're going to pay for the experience of being able to tell all of their friends how they broke into the Emmys, the Oscars, the whatever it may be. So there you go. Yeah. You, you know what you could do? You could get like a buffet steam table uh, loaded up with like really fancy food, mm-hmm. put on a chef's hat, wheel that thing right past security. Um, and it, under, you got like 40 people underneath this big long table. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you could. And they're all dressed to the nines and then yeah. they hop out and then they pretend they're seat fillers. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That sounds like you got that directly from a uh, uh, a Three Stooges bit. <laughs> it sounds like it worked, though, right? Hey, you uh-huh. guys, if you want to get in touch with Josh and I, uh, you can. You can get us on Twitter at GRQ Josh Noel. You can email us at GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. You go on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. Uh, you can go on iTunes or anywhere you get a podcast. Subscribe, rate, review. Please do. If you only listen to a podcast form, tune in Saturday nights, Radio Free Brooklyn, 8 o'clock. Get there early, listen to Art Star Scene, stick around afterwards, listen to The Circuit, you guys. Right now, you got a lot of money in your pocket. What are you going to do with it? Josh can tell you right now. Spend that money! The most expensive sculpture ever sold is yet another masterpiece by Alberto Giacometti. Not satisfied with the number, just the number six and number two slots have on our list. Another of Giacometti's bronze figures sits proudly atop the list of most expensive sculptures ever. Created in 1947, L'Homme Odoit, or Pointing Man, is one of six casts of the same work by the artist. The particular cast in question has been in the private collection of American real estate developer Sheldon Solo for 45 years before he made the decision to sell it, and in May 2015 it was sold at Christie's New York to another private collector for the astronomical price of $142.8 million easily making it the most expensive sculpture ever, a rare masterpiece indeed, and arguably Giacometti's greatest achievement. There you go. You know what Giacometti's greatest achievement was, Noel? What? You. Ah, oh, thanks. Um, uh, we had no time for anything else. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, we're getting rich. Yeah. Once again for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. Land on the line, learn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. So stick around, baby, and everything will be okay. When I went to the track, had 20 grand. When I came back, gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. So stick around, baby, and everything will be okay. 